Hello everyone this is your host KK I'm super excited to let you know that I've launched my first book called Why Me First it's available on amazon.com I'm putting the link in the show notes click the link grab your copy today there is a free gift for everyone inside the book may I also request you to please leave me a review that would mean the world to me thank you so much imagine celebrating your success going on holidays having bonfire on the beach with your loved ones unfortunately most entrepreneurs experience burnout within the first year but what is it that makes others succeed i'm your host tajul khurana call me kk join me as we have fireside chats with experts who have insider secrets around how to rest rejuvenate recharge and be bonfire entrepreneurs Hello and welcome to Be Bonfire Entrepreneurs with your host Kajal Khurana you can call me KK our amazing guest today is someone who is very inspiring and she is going to tell you how she turned her business upside down in just 3 months She and her husband owned a thriving windshield replacement business for 12 years then almost overnight a new state law literally destroyed their company they were left with nothing so she took her little side hustle business and doubled down taking her sales from 2k per month to 90k per month in just 3 months and she is an C Welcome to our show Anne. Thank you. It's fun to be here and is that all right then I call you KK? Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> KK it is. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So Anne it's very inspiring and amazing not because of the amount of money you were making but because you did not give up. You and your husband lost your company and then you started a side business. So before we get into that tell our audience who you are. Well, my background is that I have three sons. I've been happily married for 37 years. So, wow. long married life. Um we had done many business ventures together. And I also homeschooled for 12 years. So, I trained my sons in entrepreneurship as well, and that came back to really help and support me when we lost our windshield business. Since that time, so this is 15 years ago, I've been online um since 2004 and my primary focus is I'm a teacher, author, mentor and coach to entrepreneurs. That's what I do day in and day out. I've always been a teacher. Both my parents were teachers, so it's um very natural for me when I learn something to want to turn around and teach others. Amazing. Teacher and entrepreneur. You are having, you know, two different fields to be very honest because being a teacher it's it's a different zone altogether it's yes. interesting you are very inspiring woman that's why in the introduction i said she is very inspiring so talk to us what happened like you know when you lost your business how did you what did you start and how did you went from 2k to 90k per month all right well here's the background at that time i was doing what's called direct sales and i had done that during the time that i was raising our boys i was also a gymnastics coach for 15 years so i done a, a lot of things the direct sales so people recognize names such as um avon 
I used to sell that and I used to do what are called home parties where I would, you know, display things, explain about them and sell them. And so I did that very part time. So while raising the boys, I was doing that very part time. I got more serious about it. It was about two years before our windshield business collapsed. I got more serious that instead of having it be a part-time income, I would make it a full-time income. So I became extremely focused. And I have to say for me and a success tip for your members is that my focus is having this very deep in the gut motivation. And it was to get my husband home. And so I have noted that the people who succeed the most or who stay focused, they're doing it out of love for somebody else. Right. You know, I was just really wanting to do this for my family. But in any case, so I was doing direct sales. And then it was my son who brought me in. He was 18 years old at this time to pursue yet another direct sales company. And I wanted to really excel this time and go for a bigger income that would replace the windshield business mm -hmm. income. And so I got very serious and focused. And I, as hard as I tried, I kind of hit a wall in the offline space. Mm -hmm. And that's when my son had said, Mom, you really should go online. So I did. And that was May of 2004 that I went online and whatever I typed in, I don't recall, but I got a mentor and I got a really good mentor and I started and it was in a training company. So I have an affinity for training because I'm a teacher. I like training. You know, I want to learn more. I'm always thirsty to learn more. Mm -hmm. So I got into that training and I was under his mentorship and I started to succeed and I became one of the top performing uh, members in that particular company. Then I asked my son to join me because we were on parallel journeys. Then we came together and it was together that we went from two to 9,000, pardon me, $90,000 selling an information product. It was a how-to product related to direct sales. And it was a booklet with I think a couple of DVDs or CDs back at that time that we shipped out of our house so we were selling somebody else's info product as we put our minds together, our skills and our talent. Then we said, wow, what if we sold our own program? Right. And that's when we went to 4.2 million selling our own information product. So it was really a series of problem solving exercises right. that, you know, something was broken. I tried to fix it. I wouldn't say it was broken to go from two to 90,000, but right. we thought, wow, maybe we could do better on our own. Right. So that's a little snapshot. So many interesting things and, you know, like lessons to learn. You are talking about focus. You're talking about working hard. You're talking about teamwork. You're talking about being innovative. It is amazing. It's so interesting. So what did you enjoy the most being a teacher or, you know, becoming an online entrepreneur or... Mm creating courses? <laughs> That's a good question. You know, I have to admit, what I enjoy the most is working with a team of people, where I call it a, a, a brain trust, a mutual brain trust, where we problem solve together and we figure things out. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not like I love problems. Okay. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> but I do tell people, write it in your business plan. Things will change. Right. It's just hundred percent guaranteed. Like there's, right. it's unquestionable. Things will change. And it's because we're online and everything moves a lot faster. But so you have to have a very high level of adaptability. Right. 
And it may not be what you want, but it's really what's required. And so in order to be adaptable, I like to then brainstorm it through as someone to figure out, okay, well, this has just happened. Now what do we do? How do we shift? So basically, my story is, is really a history of making a lot of shifts along the way. And it was, you know, born out of necessity. And I think this is where a lot of people fail out at that moment when they hit a wall, a problem besets them, they will be required to shift. Mm. But it's hard to do when you're on your own. I mean, I can't even fathom doing that journey on my own. It's, it's incomprehensible for me because right. I'm primarily a social learner. Right. I learn by doing and interacting with others. Right. That's so interesting. So tell our audience, like especially in today's time, people have this kind of fear if they are going to share their ideas, like you're talking about brainstorming with team. Most of the young entrepreneurs have this fear inside them that if they're going to share their idea, people are going to steal their idea. And it happens, you know, sometimes I'm not saying Mm -hmm. always. What do you have to say to such entrepreneurs who have this fear of not sharing their idea? Hmm. Well, Gosh, I suppose it depends on what phase they're at in their business. Um, Having that fear that it's going to be stolen, I understand that. I can appreciate it. I've primarily been in a trust-based relationship where it hasn't been a challenge, but occasionally I have worked with a partnership of sorts. I've had many varied partnerships over the years where it didn't end up being Mm trust-based and they took the idea And I guess what I would say about that is it's going to happen right? and you have to keep innovating no matter what. So when you feel like, but this is my golden goose, you may think it is, and I'm not trying to, to disparage in any way, but really what the golden goose is about is your ability to morph and adapt. So a single idea isn't the thing that's going to completely change your company is this, this single idea. I have ideas all day long. And really it's about that idea being tested in the marketplace who wins because you may have your idea, but unless you're willing, able, you have the skill set to test it, it doesn't really amount to anything. And people point that out, you know, business leaders who say, Hey, ideas are a dime a dozen. It's not really your ability to have an idea What makes you great is your ability to put it out in the marketplace and your idea may bomb or it may go really well, but that's the real finesse and skill is do you even know how to implement upon your idea? Because truly ideas are a dime a dozen. And I mean that really respectfully, but it's who's the operator who needs to implement on it and run with it and test the idea. I totally agree with you. Unless you don't implement it, test it, try it, and you know, whether the market accepts it or not, you don't know. It's just an idea and it's a vague idea. And also, my understanding is even if people steal your idea, they can't steal your experience. Yeah. Right? You can still have more experience in that particular field where where you want to be more innovative. Somebody can take your idea, but they might not succeed because they don't have that kind of experience. To what extent do you agree? Oh, I agree 100%. It's interesting. (laughs) Just you bringing that story up. So my first ebook, we did 4.2 million. And then a member of mine said, Anne, did you know the Russians have taken your material rewritten it in Russian and it's under their name and not yours. Mm. What can I do about it? 
pretty much nothing. And I never substantiated it, but it's really because stuff online, it's easily stolen. But in terms of your experience, no one can steal that from you. And that ability to reinvent and shift, and that may sound painful, people hearing this kind of advice, but it is the reality of it. It's like, well, what did you do after that? Yeah. You know, how did you reinvent yourself? That's what really matters is those abilities rather than that one idea and that one thing. It's about adaptation and it's about the ability to really know how to implement and implement quickly. So amazing. You know, I'm like speechless. I just want to listen to you more and more. I'm like, okay, tell our audience what exactly do you do now? Well, we shifted from teaching the direct sales industry. We did that online for about six, seven years. And then we shifted into the e-commerce space seven years ago. And so there again is a, a shift. And it was for a reason. And basically the reason is, number one, most advertising platforms don't really like this direct sales industry. So that's that piece. And then secondly is that as it turns out, teaching e-commerce and leading to success was far, 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 gave a higher rate of success dramatically than what I had been teaching previously, was, which was building online sales funnels to teach people how to do that. Right. And the reason people can run so much faster in the e-commerce space, specifically with Amazon, is you don't need a sales funnel which means generating traffic and converting that traffic into sales. That's what a sales funnel does for you is Amazon is the sales funnel. You just need to supply the product. So there is training behind that so that you don't waste money on, you know, poor selection of products or inventory, et cetera. So we did that for two main reasons, but the success was so incredible. Along comes COVID and it just gave an extra heave ho of, this is the right space to be. Right. So uh, tell us, like I have been seeing a lot of people getting into Amazon selling. Do you think it's slowly getting saturated? Because if you see like whatever name, any product, pen, water bottle, cap, you know, digital gadgets, there are like multiple sellers, multiple, like numbers, like more than 50 or 100 in each category, I would say. You know, I had the exact question concern when my son and I shifted in the e-commerce. He's no longer with me as my partner, but we're both like, okay, this, this looks great, but what about saturation? So that was in the fall of 2013. So seven years ago, saturation becomes a non-issue for this main reason. And you are correct about citing all the many sellers. There's something called piggybacking. There's people where they swipe your idea. All these things can and do happen on Amazon. What we have seen with the starter method that we teach, which is arbitrage, there's absolutely no end in sight um, using the model, the sourcing method called arbitrage. And arbitrage is simply buy low, sell high. And you can't keep up. And it's for this reason, though, because I'm a logic-based person is, you know, I can hear the yeah, buts, the yeah, but, you know, (laughs) which is important. That's what we do as as discerning entrepreneurs is the yeah, but I've got 15 objections. Uh, And I wish I could say you're right, but it's it's actually not true, especially with arbitrage. And it's because of the growth of Amazon. I'll explain it this way. So during covid 
and here in the States, that is primarily, when the lockdown started, their growth was so substantial, they actually had to narrow down accepting only five categories, this being through fulfillment by Amazon. So there's a lot of nuances to cover and teach, which time doesn't permit, that speaks to the longevity of being an Amazon seller. But anyway, so they limited it to five categories. Amazon was so deluged with orders, they couldn't keep up with it. Consequently, the entire online retail space did benefit. Right. It was such a spillover effect. Well, that growth of Amazon has continued unabated, primarily because of COVID. I mean, it was growing as it was, all to say, my sellers cannot, and I tell them, your biggest problem is going to be is feeding the bees fast enough. You can't get enough inventory in fast enough. And actually, they are still stymied with their warehouses to accept the inventory fast enough because of the absolute deluge. Now, what you mentioned about what you were alluding to was more like private label products. And so there are different types of sourcing methods, and with each one comes more risk. So when you go into the more advanced method of sourcing, like private label sourcing from China or India, there's more risk involved. So when you get your footings by going with the easiest method, you gain mastery such that you can then, you can have a team, you can have an automated, and that's what we teach, how to set up an automated, profitable e-commerce business in 90 days. That's our value proposition. And people can do it when they follow our training. They build a team and they utilize our systems. Then they are more poised by having that consistent cash flow to go into the more advanced methods and know how to properly mitigate the risk. But most definitely, there are more risk at the higher end of the spectrum. Absolutely. Yeah, the more, the bigger the risk, the bigger the earnings, you know. Okay, so do you teach only for Amazon or other platforms as well? Just out of curiosity. (laughs) Yeah, we do eventually with Shopify, we do have a course for that. We also have print on demand, but we primarily start with arbitrage because that's where they set their foundation. Mm -hmm. It can become an automated income. And when I say automated, it means a team is running their business for them, for which they're going to have to first get, get all their ducks in a row and get that whole business set up. But that's their financial foundation. And then they can move up into those on up into Shopify, for example. We have some sellers doing eBay and we used to cover eBay, but eBay has become much more restrictive. And so we don't really, we barely teach that at all. But the good news is uh, even Etsy sellers are doing really well. Etsy has grown significantly, but we start with getting them into cash flow and getting systems in place and automation then they've got some oxygen in their tank to do the more advanced methods. Right. I'm sure most of the people would love to have some extra income. And these days, online business is booming. Very interesting. So apart from this, teaching and mentoring and teaching people e-commerce business, what is it that you enjoy the most? You mean outside of business? Yes, outside of business, like reading or, you know, whatever. Oh, I love reading. I'll say that. Okay. Um, what I really love is I love biking. I feel free. It's fun. So my husband and I will load up our bikes and we live in an area where we have just numerous bike paths. I can't do the mountain biking. I don't want to flip off my bike and break mm-hmm. a bone and such, but just more of the recreational. And I'm talking about bicycle, not a motorcycle. Right. No, <laughs> I like bicycling. I have a real, I love fitness. So I'd like to 
keep adding in more and more into that because I was a sports coach for 15 years. Wow. It's, just, <laughs> it's very fun. I love it's it. Amazing. So you have been teaching a lot of stuff, you know. Apart from this, tell us, like, uh, have you, I'm sure you would have experienced burnouts. And if you did, what did you do to come back or escape them? Okay, burnout. Yes, I'm glad you bring it up. It's very real. Boy, I have, I know what it's like to work seven days a week and put in long, long hours. So because, you know, when you're throwing curveballs and then you have to shift, it takes a lot of mental energy. You got to put energy into that. You got to figure it out. Going for a walk, clearing my head. The main thing is to step away because, you know, I, I work on my PC. I could work more mobile, but I love my workstation. It, it's, it's all set up, all the ergonomics. So I don't work from a laptop so much. I've got my PC. Right. I've got multiple monitors, et cetera. But I just, I have to get out. I'll go to the gym and work out. So I'm doing that this afternoon. For me, it's such a freeing thing to shift into doing physical activity. I also love to be outdoors. Now here I move south. We have chiggers in the yard, but I love yard work and gardening also makes me feel, you know, at peace. And that's really what I'm looking for is restoration. And we do, we have to, yeah, yeah. we have to restore our battery and you yeah. have to learn what helps you personally. We're all really different. What helps you restore your battery spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. For me, I have to getting out in nature. It helps me restore my battery. Just, I got to get away. So that's what I do. Very nice. And how much would you advise entrepreneurs to do all this? <laughs> Especially when they're uh, hustling, they're young, and they, they're working, you know, like 16, 18, 20 hours a day. They yeah. don't take care of their body and they don't take breaks. So, Well, it'll catch up with you. Um, when you're younger, <laughs> you can get away with a lot more. Right. But I know someone very close who did experience that. And if you hit that wall, it's not a pretty sight. Right. I mean, where you're just completely depleted, maybe you, you know, ruined your adrenals, you're, you know, you just, so you, you have to take care of yourself, eat well, you know, my husband loves to cook, so he only makes really good, I'm spoiled, he makes really good food, <laughs> and if you you're put lucky. junk in, <laughs> I am, lucky. I'm very blessed, <laughs> if you put junk in, you're going to get junk out, and so that mental acuity you really have to nurture and be aware of what you're putting in, you know, establish your routines. What are the good foods you should be eating? Even last night when I went to bed, I thought I got to eat more fresh vegetables. So my husband does all the shopping. I thought, no, I'm going to go and buy the vegetables today because then I have a greater sense of ownership by doing the shopping and buying it. But you have to, if you expect to become a high producer and performer, you have to bank into it. And just like you bank into a bank account, you have to bank into who you are and nurture yourself because I get it. You know, I know when you're young, you can really work those long hours, but I'll just say it this way. I ended up in the hospital with an emergency surgery back when I was more just getting going. And I had to admit, I just kept right on going. I had my son and but it wasn't, it ended up being fine. I did have a surger, surgical procedure, but it wasn't life-threatening. The doctor said it might be. And I said, no. Right. I don't have that. And, right. you know, bedside manners, I said, no, I don't have that. I grabbed her arm and I told her so. And I didn't, I don't know what possessed me to say that, but your body will speak to you at a certain point right. and say, okay, you're not paying attention. We're just going to take you down for a while. 
And you're like, oh, yeah, is that how it works? Yeah, your body says, yeah, that's how it works. We're going to take you down. So, for example, if I start to feel sick, I immediately, I'll, I'll take a nap, I'll lay down. If I feel anything coming on, boom, I'm going to lay down and take a rest. Right. So it's always better to escape. You know, prevention is better than cure. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. So uh, give one piece of advice to our entrepreneurs. What you know, is it that you really, really think that they should do to escape burnout or increase their productivity? I think my main advice would be as I focus on your staying power of staying in the game, because mm -hmm. I look at entrepreneurship is like a game, like the boardwalk, Monopoly or whatever game of like kind is why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you in the game? Why are you willing to sacrifice so much? Because it does take sacrifice. Let's not kid ourselves. And so what is it? So for me, when I was really getting serious about it, I didn't want my sons to see their mother fail. Right. No, wasn't going to let that happen. And I thought that would be my big life lesson is I don't just talk. I do the walk, you know. Um, so I would say it's really be clear on what you're wanting to accomplish because maybe you need to put a line in the sand of something that you won't cross over. And mine was the business won't get in the way of my marriage. Marriage yeah. comes first, business second. And if I hadn't made that clear in my mind, that commitment, I might've sacrificed my marriage for the business. So be really clear on what you want to accomplish and why it is. So interesting. I'm glad you said that. I recently published a book and in my book, in almost all the chapters, I say the same thing. Put yourself as priority in every aspect of your life, you know, and then everything mm -hmm. falls in place. If you don't take care of your own body, your emotions, your mind, your food, then yeah. you know, everything is going to collapse eventually. Most of the time, especially I think being a female, you put mm -hmm. yourself at the least priority. It's work, family, yeah. then, you know, friends, and then you. So yeah. I was yeah. like, reverse the list. You, exactly. and then your family, friends, and then, you know, your business. Interesting. So, and this is all the time we have for today. Before we say bye, please tell our listeners where can they find you? You can find us at our homepage, which is joinebs.com, or the name of our company is e-commerce business school e-commerce business school and that short little url will take you there join ebs.com or look for us online type in e-commerce business school you'll find us right away so that's our homepage. we're on facebook as well people want to find us there and on linkedin awesome i'm going to put those in our show notes in case anybody wants to get in touch with you they can just copy and paste thank you so much it was an absolute pleasure we still have to learn a lot from you you have so much experience you have blended your teaching and entrepreneurial journey so very well people need to learn from you so we are going to have you once again in next few months thank Wonderful. you so much thank you and thanks. have a lovely day take care thanks you too Bye. thank you so much for listening do you know fragrance remains in the hands that gives rose would you please share this episode with your entrepreneur friends so we can help each other escape burnout increase productivity and achieve our goals faster also let me know what topics you want me to cover in our future episodes at info at bodymindsolution.com would you please take a moment to rate and review this show 
that would mean the world to me. And yes, don't forget to subscribe. This is your host, KK. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.